Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Black Case Diaries. It's Adam here with Robin and Marcy. Yeah, today we're going to do part one of our movie musicals episodes. This is going to cover the first 50 years, is it? Yeah. 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 First 50 years of musical cinema. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And we mean very specifically musicals, not just movies with with music. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That would be insane. So everything? I think think we've... I mean, I think we're about halfway that the halfway point of covering music and cinema. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. this this being our fourth episode about movie music. Yep. Um, in the I, second the second episode in. Uh, yeah. Uh, June tunes. That's right, and we I mean we could never cover it all. I mean I guess we could. I mean as long Eventually, as as I long mean, as we're a podcast, I guess if we if keep, we keep making this. these episodes, yeah, yeah just right. choose different ones. Yeah. We're just slowly metamorphosizing into a music podcast. <laughs> Get no. ready. No. Um, <laughs> that would be so terrible. But anyway, yeah, no, really. <laughs> if there are anybody out there listening who has a music podcast, uh, Marcy and I's views don't reflect what, what Robin says. I, was, I mean, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> I'd be fine with it if we were a music. Well, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know as much about music. So right. yeah. anyway, friends, so Last week, we talked about Disney scores, and a lot of those Disney scores were musicals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about any of those in this. I mm-hmm. want to be very clear. There's no Snow White. There's no yeah. any of that. This is all live action, musicals, and we're starting way back in 1927 with the jazz singer, and we're going to head all the way up to the mid to late 1970s. And the next time we cover this, when we do the next 50 years, it's going to be the late 70s to 2019. So we're doing about dedicating about 50 years to each episode. So uh, the musical era film kind of started in the 1920s, the late 1920s, with The Jazz Singer, which I already mentioned. It starred Al Jolson, not really a household name now, but we'd say that he did a pretty good job. And I also want to make it pretty clear that this is considered to be the first talkie, but it's not necessarily true. There were movies before this that actually did have uh, synchronized sound for music and sound effects. This was one of the first ones with dialogue in it, and uh, it is considered to be the first talkie, but there was, you know, some kind of one-off projects that had sound before this, so... In case anybody, any sticklers are out there listening, I don't want anyone to think that... It's you know, the first sound ever. Yes, it definitely is not the very first ever. This is 1927, so... Singing in the Rain, they talk. They show you what it was like when they first started recording dialogue, because it, it was kind of like, how do we write this? Um, you know, it was... <laughs> it, you know, because people weren't used to hearing actors' voices, and right. they weren't quite sure how to formulate the story. Yeah, and, you'd kind of... They'd kind of figure that part after you know they yeah. do all the filming and then they could just write it in with the exactly with the it was you know it was just like you got the girl tied to the railroad tracks and the man with the top hat and he's like you know pointing his finger in the air and then there's like a you know a, a block on the screen that's like <laughs> i'll get you you know that kind yeah. of thing you know like yeah. some kind of thing like you'll never stop me you know <laughs> and uh, that was the dialogue for these movies and as you like, as you can see in Singing in the Rain, as they're recording silent films, they're saying whatever the hell they want because right. nothing's being picked up. Yeah, which would be really fun. I, I imagine a lot of voice actors kind of 
mess around like that in the voice booth when the when they're <laughs> yeah. not recording or maybe even when they are and some of it's out there but but i feel like i'd do that all the yeah. time mm-hmm. screw around i mean why not on the podcast sometimes adam never screws around he's never. a consummate professional mm-hmm. we're very that's, we're very lucky to have him that's right <laughs> you're welcome audience no you're supposed to screw around on the podcast that's that's what it's all about right guys mm-hmm. You got it. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was the worst than I had imagined. <laughs> I'm sorry if I blew out any speakers. <laughs> anyway, so this movie was very successful, The Jazz Singer, as you can imagine, because it was really, this is the first time a lot of people are seeing talking movies, and it's a huge deal. For the playlist that I made for this episode, the song that I included, Blue, Sk- Blue Skies, was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty good representation of, like, the musical and what, what it looks like. I like Ice Age. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Good job. <laughs> I, yeah, I skipped over many of the other um, scenes in the movie, and there are parts that are quite troubling now. in terms of, yeah, um, <laughs> but it is important. And we should talk about it. So the next movie that I have on the playlist was Broadway Melody. And this movie came out two years later, and it won the Academy Award for the Best Picture. And it was the first talkie to do so, which is a kind of a big deal. Nice. And <clears throat> I would like to say that right after The Jazz Singer came out, it was super popular to make musicals because everybody wanted to capitalize on the novelty of sound. Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. And so this was like everybody wanted to do it. It was like people were trying to churn it out. And a lot of them came out and they were bad. They weren't great movies. It's just like 3D like a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. 3D is kind of still around, but it's like tapered off. I mean, back when it it was everywhere, every movie was in 3D. And sometimes you couldn't see it in regular, you know, 2D. It was like. Yeah. yeah, you know what do we do now? Right, nuts. I remember. Yeah, because yeah, me and Marcy you... can't see three D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that killed us. <laughs> that was... <laughs> and like you said, some of it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, like sure, the movie here or there, but like sometimes the three D was done like in post, Spy Kids three like, D. Mm. Yeah, or some of that super early three D. Yeah, oh with the my. red and blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. So because people were doing that, there were a lot of bad movie musicals but this was broadway melody was one of the ones that was actually it was like a gem it was one of the really good ones that came out and it's the one of the only two that we're talking about from the 20s because it was the late 20s so what did you guys think of the the clip broadway melody yeah yeah the the clip on the playlist it was really interesting it was amazing watching because the one girl dances on her tiptoes doing tap right like, she's in ballerina shoes she's doing tap on point yeah amazing like how, how can you not watch that like yeah it's like mesmerizing mm-hmm. it's crazy and if you guys are um confused about what i'm saying when i say playlist uh, i created a playlist for this episode that had lots of clips from musicals in them if you're familiar with musicals you probably don't need to go through the list but i just put it gave it to marcy and adam just so that they could know what we were going to talk about. Yeah, and if you're interested in seeing that, you can go to blackhastarries.com. It'll be there, um, and you can kind of follow along. We're, it's in the same order as we're going to talk about yeah. this stuff. So if you're just interested in familiarizing yourself with what we're talking about, then you can. It's like a whole. It it's like a multimedia presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought it was a great clip. Um, not only because of the really impressive dancing, but the the 
the comedy of it. I thought it was I thought it was really funny. The two the two girls who were dancing at the beginning seemed to be like, you know, the really uppity actresses and they got cut from it like on stage. The guy comes up and is like, No, skip that part. It's too slow. (laughs) And and she gets all mad that they got cut. It's like, Oh, excuse me, tilts her like weird wire top hat that she's got on. Like, you can't do that to me. I, I, it's a really funny clip. I'd like to see the rest of it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one I have not seen. Yeah, I know. I, I've, no, I have not seen that full movie at yeah. all. Yeah, that might be hard to find. It might be. Who knows? Maybe. And maybe somebody listening We're knows where to find, find it. it. <laughs> tweet, tweet it at us. <laughs> so, after Broadway Melody, I put on Forty Second Street, which I had to put on this playlist because it's one of my favorite musicals ever, and it came <laughs> out in 1933. So this is. A really cool era because this is where they're kind of starting to make musicals like for movies. Yeah. You know, they were making musicals for the stage and now they're making them for movies too. And that mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. So 42nd Street, if you watch the clip and if you're familiar, it has these extravagant dance sequences. Mm-hmm. And this this was done by a guy named Bubsy Berkeley, who was a dance director for the stage for Broadway and so when he made these movies he put these really extravagant numbers. Yeah, I, one thing that kept coming to mind while watching these is you could just put these on stage. They the way they were filmed, they're just facing the camera even even looked like they were watch like gesturing to an audience or something that would that was there. You could literally just take it and put it on stage and it'd be the same. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it's it, it happened a lot throughout this whole playlist. Right. You feel like, you know, musicals, people were still coming to see the musical to hear the music, but they were also coming to watch the dance mm-hmm. and watch people show off and yeah. people at the height of their profession. This is really cool to watch them do those dances in 42nd mm-hmm. Street because if, you, if you're in the car and you're jamming to your show tunes playlist, you know, like you do, mm-hmm. and it comes to 42nd Street, that's when you might be like, eh. I don't need to listen to tap for four minutes straight. <laughs> Though I will say, as a drummer, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it is. There's some really cool rhythm involved in tap dancing as well. Yeah. So people were coming to the to the movies to see 42nd Street. Did you guys like the song? 42nd? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, had you heard it before? You guys familiar with 42nd Street? No. I, I had not heard it before. But like you mentioned, it had a very big Broadway... Uh, feel to it had a big complex set i think she is on the side of like a real taxi cab that drives in at one point um it's it's great and then she just like she had like a i think it was a, a skirt or something and she's like we're done with this now i now yeah. now i'll tap like crazy <laughs> yeah that's pretty great um what about you Mars? yeah i mean i pretty much agree with adam i hadn't really seen it before but yeah the showiness of it and just everything in the tap that yeah. contributed, which, you know, thinking about how sound came in and being able to use that tap, which has the, you know, mm-hmm. sound along with yeah. the visuals is amazing. And, and yeah, I, we I put understand. on 42nd street in high school. I remember I was a freshman in high school and when, when they started to do it, they had the choreographers come in and everybody who was in the ensemble needed to learn how to do tap. Wow. Oh, and boy. it was, I remember because it was such a big part of the show and I was a costumer and I was underneath the stage, you know, dressing people and it was sound like the stage was going to fall, fall, 
through. Because yeah. <laughs> it was just like... Yeah. And I, I remember just, I, can, I can't hear the song without the tap version that they did in, mm-hmm. in school because I heard it so often. It was like, come in, meet, clack, clack, those dancing feet, clack, 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 clack. You know, it was like uh, that thing, you know, yeah. the way they did it. Yeah. And you had the, yeah. So, so from 42nd Street, we have Top Hat, which is the reason that these two really actually kind of go together is they show how people were coming to the theaters for different reasons now like as as time went on as the 1930s continued uh you know spectacles like 42nd street the big <laughs> dramatic dance sequences yeah. were kind of being pushed to the wayside and now it was more duos doing dance mm-hmm. and so in top hat we have the most famous dance duo probably of all time yeah. fred astaire and ginger rogers so what did you guys think of that? Um, super impressive. They're they're a great team. Um, I I thought the song was really funny too. It's like it's it's really cute. It's basically saying you know doesn't matter if it's raining, it's still a wonderful day. You know that's <laughs> yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Because he's with his girl. How <laughs> cute <Aww>. is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I. Shoot, I, I'd repeat myself over and over. Some of these I have seen, but a lot of them I haven't. But I would like to see the rest of these because only from seeing one number, it's like, wow, that's pretty great. The rest of the movie is probably just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love this because, I mean, they dance beautifully, obviously, but also just the way Ginger echoes Fred is, is amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what came into my mind was uh, Annie, get your gun when she's like, anything you can do, I can do better. Mm-hmm. And then Robin told me that she, she could do anything Fred did, but backwards and in heels. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I will say this, this is unrelated to the dance, but like just the way that she in particular was dressed in this piece. I don't know. I just, I really like it. It, a big deal for 1935. Yeah, for her she's to be in like a suit. Yeah. yeah. She's not wearing a, a dress. Mm-hmm. I did she, notice that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got the bowler hat mm-hmm. tilted and I'm like, yeah. wow, she looks great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So right after that, we have Shall We Dance. I wanted to show you guys, you know, people listening and Marcy and Adam, I wanted them to see, you know, we've got one where they're both wearing kind of the same thing and then, you know, but it's more casual. It's like a rainy day in a gazebo. And then the other one, it's a really fancy party and, you know, they're... Yeah, another one where it looks like it would be on stage. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. they're performing not just in the movie, but they're performing for somebody else there. So it's pretty cool too. Yeah, if you watch these movie musicals, I don't know how many you've seen, especially the older ones, but a lot of the numbers are the characters performing. Like, you know what I mean? Like the movie will be about an actress, right? And then, you know, you walk in and there she is singing on stage. Like in White Christmas, for example, Mm. you know, when they walk in and and the sisters in the movie are a a duet, like a sister team, and they sing the song Sisters, which is really famous. God help the mister who comes between me and my sister. Oh, okay. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Adam's like, I don't. Anyway, (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) But that's why a lot of them look like they're stage productions, because Mm -hmm. a lot of these movies are about performers. Right. It's a good, it's an easy way to write a movie that has that stuff in it when it's already about that stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't have to weasel it in like they do in 
a lot right. of other ones. And that, what what we're talking about right now, that changed as time went on. Yeah. And especially because they, they wanted to make musicals that were the plot and the music really connected to each other. And it was like, you could not separate them out. Mm. And so it wasn't more like that. It wasn't like characters were performing in a, in a performance. You know, it wasn't like that more. It was it was like you actually felt like you were watching characters be themselves and emote on stage just through song. Right. Oh, it wow. happened to be singing, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of went by the wayside <laughs> as time went on. The next on our list is a big one, a monster. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the monster. Wizard of Oz? Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic. I mean, it's an yeah. iconic movie. It, um, you, everybody, everybody, I think, has seen it. I mean, there have been a million and one like things that have come out related to it. You know, different takes on the same movie, or or like Wicked, or or what was that movie Oz that came out not too long ago? Where's Oz about, the Great and Powerful? That, that's the oh, one. Yes. What do you think about it, Mars? <laughs> I mean, it's a. Like you guys said, it's a giant. I mean, we could not have this list without including it. Like, <laughs> Imagine. This I list mean, the Wizard of Oz. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody would have been like, where? We'll what? just skip. Where is every- it? Where's Wizard of Oz? Everybody, we'll you guys Judy not. Garland and I don't know. If, could you? Yeah, I don't know if it's like this in other countries, but mm-hmm. I want to say that in the United States, this song is, uh, song. this musical is so ingrained in the American brain mm-hmm. and the American culture. It's interesting. <laughs> when, when we were in high school, um, I was at a football game and I decided for some reason to start singing somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> and this kid from choir uh, over, he heard me singing it and he's like, Oh my gosh, like, that's really good. You, you have a good voice. And I'm like, nah, you're, yeah, right. you're just joking. I don't believe you. I have a terrible voice. What are you talking about? Marcy, you have a great voice. We love your voice, Marcy. <laughs> well, thank you. I just feel you like wouldn't I'm be on this podcast if you had a bad voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still let her be on the podcast. Well, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I mean, wouldn't. In all, honest, in all honesty, I haven't heard you sing. No. Uh, yeah. Aside from like church or yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, where, where everyone's singing together, but right. like your speaking voice is wonderful. Marce, this is your, this you. is your platform. You. You this is my go. platform. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> no. There you go. If I were king of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's good brilliant i love uh, that, it yeah, i don't know why but like i have a, a place in my heart for that song just because of how weird and ridiculous <laughs> yeah. it is maybe we should be a band instead you guys <laughs> there we go <laughs> just uh. singing <laughs> <laughs> that's real anyway <laughs> so the song on the playlist is somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> um this song makes me cry every time i listen to it so i i didn't listen to it when i put it on the playlist yeah which therefore i did not because yeah. i was there at the same point <laughs> yeah marcy was with me and i said i don't feel like bawling my eyes out so i'm not gonna play this song my mom really really loved that song oh. that's why mm-hmm. and when i was a kid we went to see the wizard of oz on the big screen so my little sister becky that was the first time she could see the movie it was a very important movie mm-hmm. to my mom and so we it was like this big deal and i remember my three-year-old sister in the theater you know and she saw glinda's bubble for mm-hmm. the first time she's like, bubble gum <laughs> and she said it so loud wow. <laughs> everybody you know people were like giggling around her and stuff oh, cute so yeah this movie is a big it, it's like it's like a nostalgia store i don't know like it's, yeah it's one of the pillars of film yeah i mean that's just what it is it was a big technicolor marvel for yeah. the time mm-hmm. it wasn't 
when I was a kid, people told me it was the first movie in color. That is not true. Mm-hmm. But it was a very big Technicolor Marvel. And they did a lot of things in this movie to make it very bright. For example, they had to repaint the yellow brick road. They had to use, like, you know, the yellow paint they use on the road? The reflective paint. Yeah, yeah. that's what they had to use for the yellow brick road because the, the yellow paint was showing up green in the lights. And because of the Technicolor process, they had to heat this. They had to have lights so bright on the set that mm. it was often almost 100 degrees oh while they were gosh. filming. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. A lot of, like, I mean, listening, just reading about how they made this movie makes you think, God, I'm so glad I'm not an actor in the late 30s. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was about to say, the woman that played the Wicked Witch, didn't she get hurt because she of had fire? Horrific or burns. Of, yeah. yeah. Her makeup was also poisonous. Oh. And so she, yeah, she had poisonous makeup. And maybe we should just do an episode about the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is the last thing I'll say about it. <laughs> but it was poisonous, and so she had to only have a liquid diet mm. so that to make sure that her it didn't cross-contaminate with her food. She didn't accidentally ingest it. Wow. Also, so the scene where she goes up in smoke, mm-hmm. it, she got burned so badly that, you know, she they had to, like, pull her out right away. But mm. she, right after that, she said the guy came in and was, was, rapidly wiping off her face mm. because they were worried about the chemicals getting into her into her, into her mm. burns that she My had goodness. just sustained yeah and her face was green for weeks after they finished wow. filming. yeah not, not to mention children were terrified of her yeah. in real life so anyway it's tip- a wonderful <laughs> wonderful movie let's um, tip our hats to margaret hamilton yes i thank her for for her service as the wicked witch of the west okay wonderful <laughs> anyway so moving on from the 30s, we're going into the 40s now. Burr, 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 burr. 1940s for me and my gal, 1942. Starring Gene Kelly and Judy Garland. This is a prominent movie because it's the first movie that Gene Kelly was ever in. It's his first screen credit and he got to be oh, next to Judy Garland. <laughs> Lucky. Oh, right. This yeah. is also the first time that she got top billing in a film. Oh yeah! So this is this is her at the really the height of her career. Who got top billing in Wizard of Oz? Then <laughs> I wonder. I'm not certain, oh. but I because it sure as hell should have been her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it wasn't her. It might have been one of the male actors in the movie. I'll have to look. Anyway, <laughs> I actually don't know, but that's you know the most the that's the best thing to come out of this movie was that Gene Kelly and Judy Garland worked together and it was really nice. Did you guys like that scene? He's at the piano. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cute. cute. Yes. I, 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 I I mentioned when, um, I mentioned when we were watching it that Judy Garland looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. She's, you said she's in her, like about 19, maybe 20. It's like, like peak. Like, I mean, obviously she did more than that, but right. it just felt like, wow, look at her. She looks so good. Mm-hmm. She was so pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what the other thing you said, though, is like you weren't even looking at the video oh, yeah. at the I, time. I was looking you, down it, when it, it, it started, started playing. Yeah, and you were like, oh, I know who that and is. She, oh. she started singing. I'm like, <laughs> well, there she yeah. is. She's back. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Such a recognizable and I said, voice. Yeah, and I said, can, can anyone ever mistake her? Right. As for somebody yeah. else, like no. it's impossible, and not even her own daughter, I think, sounds like her. Maybe yeah. a little, maybe a little bit. That's about as close as you're but, gonna get, but yeah, not. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on from that one, we're at 1942. Still, there was uh, quite a few musicals that came out in 1942. <laughs> Yankee Doodle Dandy. 
This one's a little different from all the others that we've talked about so far. This is a, a musical that is a bio, it's a biographical musical. <laughs> And it's about a man named George Cohen who wrote a lot of really famous songs, especially during the World War One era. He wrote songs like Yankee Doodle Dandy, as, you know, the title of the movie. <laughs> uh, Over There, Give My Regards to Broadway. I think he <laughs> he was also known the man who owned known as the man who owned Broadway. Mm. He was such a well known songwriter. And he also earned a congressional medal for you know, inspiring the troops the way he did by by writing the songs for somebody to get that for creating art that was unheard of totally unheard of so what'd you guys it's a medley when you guys watched it what'd you guys think of it it's really interesting right i loved his hat oh (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting it was like very quick like now we're at this scene now we're at this scene now Uh we're at this scene yeah and it was a little bit more like you know, old school where it looked like it was on stage and mm-hmm. it could have been performed on a stage, right. even though, even though it wasn't like about an actor or about. Well, I mean, I guess sort of, but it wasn't like those other musicals we mentioned. But it, it had the same vibe and right. But it was still really cool. It's a good musical. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. You watch it. You know, he kind of. It's it, you learn a lot. It's definitely something you learn from. For sure. Yeah, and you can mm-hmm. tell that he was a very main character because they'd have, you know, there'd be 20 people or more on stage, but yet the spotlight was always on the same guy. Yes, and he was portrayed by James Cagney. Mm. So right after that, we have Holiday Inn, also 1942. I really only included this because it's the movie where White Christmas first appeared, the song White Christmas uh-huh. by Irving Berlin. He wrote the songs for Holiday Inn. He wrote 11 songs. For it, and this is when movie musicals are still originals. They're not, you know, some of them were being pulled from the stage, but this is one of the ones that was written as a movie. And uh, Bing Crosby is in it, and so is Fred Astaire. And I've seen it, and it's, you know, fine. It's, it, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, yeah, it, 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 it is pretty what much, it is. Yeah, it's a classic. It follows the you same rules as, yeah, you know. Of all the other ones, <laughs> I would. It definitely "White Christmas" out of all the songs in it is definitely by far the most popular. I believe it won an Oscar for best song, and it was so big that they made another musical just around that song later on called "White Christmas." Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So right after that, we have "Meet Me in St. Louis" or "Meet Me in St. Louis," however you like to say it. <laughs> yes, I like this one too. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a really great one, and I um I. I, I loved watching this with Marcy because mm-hmm. I, I'd already made the list and, it, you know, we the, it went up on the screen and Marcy was kind of watching it sort of while researching. And then she just happened to look up when Judy Garland was on screen. She goes, oh, that's Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's coming back again. <laughs> again. That's right. It's another oh, Judy Garland movie. We could do a whole episode on her. I think we should. Yeah. I think she deserves it. Mm-hmm. But what, what do you think about Meet Me in St. Louis, Mars? Um. Yeah, uh, that clip of it, like, I want to watch the rest of the movie now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel, too. That that was such a great, like, catchy little song. Yeah. They're talking about a trolley. Yeah. And she, it turns yeah. it into a kind of a love song. Yeah, and, and like, I love how distracted she is at the beginning. Like, as if something so big happened to her just by me. I think yeah. it's just for meeting that guy, right? Yep. Something so big happened that she's just like, I, what am I doing? Am I... 
What? What? Uh, popcorn in my hand? What? Nobody's, no. nobody's what? ever felt real love until that. Yeah, she's like, what? What's going on? What year is it? And then as soon as like she starts singing about it, it's like, oh man, like this is what I'm feeling. This yeah. is what's happened. And she recorded that scene in one take. Wow. Yeah. That's Holy impressive. Crap. Pretty cool. Yeah. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's a really good song. It's just known as the trolley song. <laughs> Another song from this musical that is very, very, very well known, especially because of Christmas, mm-hmm. it's called Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's a very melancholy song. It's very sad. It makes me cry. I cry a lot. <laughs> In case anybody was like listening, was wondering <laughs> about that. I'm fine. Probably, but like I cry all the time. <laughs> probably, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably okay. But <laughs> uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas is also from this musical, and both of them have been there. There is a list of the American <coughs> Film Institute's greatest songs of the tw- of 20th century film, and both of those songs are on the list. So uh, this is a pretty big musical for the time, and it's you know it's real nice. It's a nice little one. It's sad and it's mm. sweet, and you know it's got its moments. Mm-hmm. So right after that we have the pirate, yes. nineteen forty-eight, and I you had I thought you you had some thoughts about this one, right? Yeah, I thought it was a hilarious little scene. Yeah, um, didn't when you say when you think the the musical is called the pirate, and then you watch that <laughs> yeah. song, you're like, what? <laughs> is this it's the, the same clo- movie? It's the closing number of the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the last song. It's called "Be a Clown." Yeah, and they're dra- Judy Garland and Gene Gene Kelly are back together again, and they're dressed as clowns, mm-hmm. and they're doing a little crazy slapstick routine while they're singing the song. Yeah, super cute. I yeah, love it. <laughs> the Pirates a great movie. I think you guys would like it. I really enjoyed it when I watched it years ago, years ago, eons ago. I, was, <laughs> Many I was in high school ago. when I watched it, but I really liked it. And yeah, Gene Kelly plays plays the titular pilot, the pilot, pirate, <laughs> pirate. Yeah. The the thing about this that I really, I really want to point out is that the movie came out in 1948. This is a few years before Singing in the Rain, which we are so close to talking about. Mm-hmm. Can you tell? I'm really so excited close, yeah. to talk about Singing in the Rain. It's, like it's coming up two three right. away. <laughs> yeah. So this song was written by Cole Porter, who wrote the songs for the Pirate. <coughs> and at the time, Cole Porter wasn't doing so well financially. He his he was writing some flops things weren't working out so great for him oops and so he was really grateful that the studio allowed him to write the songs for the pirate and the pirate did fairly well it is lesser known than singing in the rain and the final song be a clown singing in the rain lifted from the pirate totally stole the melody and the lyrics are kind of similar too and that's something that you know, Cole Porter most certainly could have pursued, but people think the theory is that he was grateful that they allowed him to do the music for the movie, and so he didn't want to get in trouble with MGM by filing a lawsuit. I see. Yeah, that's what people think, but yeah, he never pursued anything, any action from them taking the song. Oh, Hmm. man. Yeah, and I want to point that out now because we're going to talk about Singing in the Rain in a minute and I just want people to know that going in. Anyway, so that's the end of the 1940s for us on our list. There are other songs, other other great movies because this is really, the this is it, man. This is the era 
Yeah, we're, <laughs> just, like, we're yeah. just scraping off the top. Yeah, this is, yeah. So the <laughs> 1950s, An American in Paris. This is another movie from the same producer as The Pirate, and it's also starring Gene Kelly. And so, you know, you're starting to see these, these are kind of like, almost like cookie cutter, you know, movies that are coming out. Except... This is actually pretty special and cool because it's based off of a piece of music by George Gershwin hmm. that was written in the 1920s. You guys are probably very familiar with George Gershwin. If you don't know his name, you've definitely heard his music. Rhapsody in Blue is probably his most oh, yeah, famous absolutely. piece of music. Okay, yeah, that sounds cool. I will play it for you when we're done and you're going to go, <laughs> oh God, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, he had a piece of music called An American in Paris and they wrote and the producer, Arthur Freed, wanted to do an original musical based off of that composition. So Ira Gershwin wrote the lyrics for the musical. And and An American in Paris is a very good, prominent musical that you should probably see at some point in your life. The song on here was I Got Rhythm. What do you guys think? This is a really famous song. Yeah, it's surprisingly, I actually hadn't heard it before, but oh. but like looking into it, like wow, Every, you know, it's huge. But but I I really th- I thought it was cool. I did think the children part was a little strange <laughs> because they I guess I'm assuming they he, it's a, called an American in Paris, so I assume yeah. that they were French children uh-huh. and they didn't know how to speak English. So when they were saying I got, they said it weird. <laughs> it just sounded weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. But overall, it was a great it was a great song, and 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 he sounded great singing and yeah the whole nine yards. And Gene Kelly too. This is I think the third or fourth Gene Kelly movie we've talked about so far, mm-hmm. and uh, he was really well known for his dancing. So when you when you watch it, you'll see lots of dance numbers, mm-hmm. where it, it, a lot of solo dance numbers. Sometimes he danced with other people, but he didn't have like a clear partner like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Mm-hmm. So the next one on our list is a big one, Showboat. Mm. And the thing about Showboat is that really there's only one song in it that everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a few, there's other ones that you might have heard of or you might have heard the melody mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. But Showboat, when you think of Showboat, Old Man River is yep. the song mm-hmm. that comes to mind. What did you guys think of Old Man River? I had heard that song before, but I don't remember. I don't recall hearing this version, which would be, I suppose, the original version. It's from, this is from the 1951 movie. Uh-huh. And the movie, and they had made it for the screen in 1929, 1936. So there were okay. two other, okay. like, screen recordings. Gotcha. Well, I hadn't heard this particular version, and it was a lot slower and, like, I don't know, I, sadder, I guess, yeah. or more, more um, heartfelt. Yeah, mm-hmm. version um, with with the guy singing, and it was very cool. I, I I definitely know the song, so I'd heard it before. As soon as it came on, I knew what it was. Right. Yeah, me too. I've definitely heard it. I I don't know <coughs> if I've so the other versions was it faster or something? A little or bit. Like yeah. Okay, I feel like this is the one that I've heard, but I don't know. It it may have not actually been a full version of the song that I've heard, but I know people have sung the the, yeah. the tune Old Man River. In, and it's just like you could speed it up and it's still the same mm-hmm. melody. I think in the nineteen thirty six version from one that from what I've seen, it is a little bit faster. Okay. He's sitting on a porch singing it, I think, mm. in that scene and it is a little bit of a different, different. But okay. you know, the thing about Old Man River is that and I was reading a really great it's, it was an old 
NPR article, but it was a really great NPR article Mm -hmm. from 2003 about how this song is an American masterpiece. This Mm -hmm. song, just by itself, this is a piece of Americana that should never go away. Mm -hmm. It is the sound of the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, because Showboat is about, it's about a boat, you know, going to the Mississippi River. Mm -hmm. He's talking about what it's like to work on the boat. And it, it is... A very it's just a, a very touching and a very sad song mm-hmm. the idea <coughs> is, is the rhythm is the constant rhythm is supposed to mimic oh the, yeah the river Go, the con- going down yeah, the river yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, the constant uh run of the river and it has this really beautiful crescendo mm-hmm. at the end of the song mm-hmm. where his voice gets louder, right? It's yeah. it's so yeah. great. He's got and an amazing voice. It's so this this beautiful, it's this very uplifting sound to these very sad lyrics. And mm-hmm. it's it, it's absolutely it's a wonderful masterpiece. So if you don't if you're not familiar with Old Man River, go ahead and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> it will it is a little sad. And like the one line that I always see whenever I watch on YouTube and people will comment the one line, I get weary and sick of trying. I'm tired of living and I'm scared of dying. And then it, it you know th- that kind of stuff people hear and it's like that's where the waterworks come out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. sad. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a little break right now. And I want to know, do you enjoy the Black Case Diaries? Well, if so, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Just get the app free on iPhone or Android. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. Use our invite code BLACKCASE, all in caps, and you'll get 300 PodCoin right away. Also, earn PodCoin faster by listening to bonus podcasts like the Black Case Diaries and others. So anyway, the next one on our list, 1952. <laughs> Singing in the rain. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> okay. Excuse <laughs> me. I really enjoy this movie. It's great. It's wonderful. If yeah, if you have not seen Singing in the Rain, you should watch it because it's good. It's yes. a good music. This is one that I've seen, so I can I can attest to that. Yes, and. Uh, if you ever watched La La Land, which we'll talk about next week, um, there are definitely a lot of references singing in the rain in La La Land. So mm-hmm. it, it is definitely a staple movie when musical. You just should watch. Just, right. just watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, The Wizard of Oz kind of breaks out of just the world of musicals and into the world of film in general. Mm-hmm. But as far as the world of musicals go, singing in the rain is one of the pillars of that for right. sure. I mean, shoot, it's it's got to be up there in terms of film in general, too. But in the world of musicals, it's it's at the top. Yeah, absolutely. So Singing in the Rain was another Arthur Freed production. And it was an original musical. And it was really fun. Probably the most meta of all the musicals <laughs> on this list. Because it's a musical about making musicals. The idea of Singing in the Rain is that it takes place in the late 1920s when the first talkie comes out, the jazz singer. They mention it by name in the movie. And they are part of a studio that is trying to compete with, with, like I was talking about earlier, how other studios suddenly wanted to make musicals to capitalize on sound. Well, this is what that's about. They're they're (coughs) another studio. They're trying to capitalize on on the sound 
And they're finding that, one, people don't necessarily like the voices of the actors <laughs> that they've been watching all this time. Which causes issues. And that's a problem. Yeah, it's like there's like a, a real like chiseled guy that you see all the time. It's like, oh, he's so famous and handsome. And it's like, he talks and he's like this. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that happened. That was a problem I'm for sure. a lot. And yeah. that's what a, with the artist is about, too is about that time period when sometimes actors were losing jobs because but they just didn't have the voice Mm -hmm. that people expected them to have so that's what this movie is about and they decide to try to make a musical just like the jazz singer you know it's got debbie reynolds in it gene kelly and donald o'connor and the piece that i put on the playlist is make them laugh which is the song that is exactly I mean, totally, 100% lifted from mm-hmm. the pirate. Definitely. Instead of be a clown, make him laugh, be a clown, be a clown. All the world loves a clown. Make him laugh, make him laugh. You know everyone wants to laugh. You, you get it. It's mm-hmm. just, they're the same songs. So this, the reason that a lot of the time people don't mention that this is direct plagiarism is because they don't want, I mean, this is my theory, they don't want to undermine the incredible performance by Donald O'Connor mm-hmm. in this scene because this is, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's a, when you talk about physical comedy, I think that's pretty much, that's the gold mm-hmm. standard of physical comedy mm-hmm. in that scene. He's flipping off walls. He's, you know, he's running into walls. He's doing crazy stuff mm-hmm. and he's hopping on pianos like it's nothing. And A- yeah, acting like his nose is in a weird position. Yes. So then he has to yeah, move his, his mouth. mouth. I tried and- to do that so many times when I was a kid because I was trying to figure out how he did that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wait, is it? And I remember when I first saw that scene for the very first time and he runs up the first wall and he's like, yeah. And he like runs up the second wall and he's like, yeah. woohoo. And then he like tries to run the third wall, but it's just paper. <laughs> oh, yeah. I cried laughing. I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> so brilliant. what do you guys think? It's it's great. I love the part where he um, goes up to the studio. Like they're on a set where things are getting moved around and there's mm-hmm. a fake door there. And he goes over and opens the door while looking away and then goes to walk through the door and it's a brick wall and just, like you said, that's where yeah, he has the, where nose he does thing. the nose thing. Yeah. That's, that's a hilarious little bit. Um, or when he, uh, when those guys are carrying the big plank by and he close, gets clotheslined by the, the, the plank. It's pretty funny too. It's the, the whole thing. And yeah, it's very impressive in order to do that and keep going and singing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's hilarious, which is why the drink of the week is uh, named after it. <laughs> so we did a, uh, it's called a Vanilla Rain, but we are dubbing it Singing in the Rain. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. And also, I want to say the most the most famous scene from the movie, of course, is Gene Kelly dancing in the rain with the umbrella hanging off the lamppost. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the thing that gets parodied all the time, and it is a big deal. I didn't want to put that in here, though, because I put so many Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done <laughs> watching Gene, Gene Kelly. So I put in this one instead because I think it is just as, it should mm-hmm. be just as famous. Yeah. Right. Showcases a different, you know, really good part of it. So right after Singing in the Rain, we've got White Christmas. 1954. Yeah, we mentioned mm-hmm. it before. And, yeah. we are, and we already mentioned this one. We already talked about it. It's, you know, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, 
So there's lots of dancing in this one. Mm-hmm. And also it has Rosemary Clooney in it, who she was a pretty well-known singer. Wow. So she, you know, she was in there too. She sang songs like Bye Bye Blackbird. Mm-hmm. And they wrote a whole musical because of that one song. That's how popular that song was. Amazing. After that, we have Guys and Dolls, which is a mu- movie that I highly recommend for Adam. But I think, mm-hmm. I, Marcy, how do you feel about Guys and Dolls? I, I loved it. I mean, you showed it to me at first. Like, we watched it at your parents' place. And it was it was just, re- I, I don't know, really interesting and, and cool pointing at, like, the, I don't know, that titular song. Of, like, <laughs> you know, guys... He's doing it for a doll. I mean, that's what right. he's doing. <laughs> like, there are a lot of songs that I could have included because there are a lot of very famous songs in this musical. For example, "Luck Be a Lady Tonight," "Luck, mm, Luck Be a Lady" it's by that's itself, right? Mm-hmm. And also, uh, "Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat." That's another really famous song too. Yeah, definitely. But I included the title song because I knew Adam had not seen this movie, <laughs> and I wanted him to see that because mm-hmm. I wanted him yep. to to have get a good impression of what the movie is actually like. It is pretty funny. It's a pretty yep. funny movie. And it's yeah. pretty real. Too. <laughs> got, Adam's got himself a doll. If so. you're if you're if you're a guy and you're not a total bum, then there's probably a lady involved. <laughs> so and that's about as real as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously not every time. I mean I I'm think just, I, I'm just kidding, but it's it's for me at least <laughs> I I would have considered myself a bum. I mean I'm I'm pretty bummy still. No, no, not you. I haven't even shaved in a while. What? That's pretty bummy of me. Oh no, we think you look good. Good thing uh, nobody can You like the rugged look on you, Adam. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So this was actually based off of a stage play, and this is the time when they're really these movies are really starting to be just based off of stage plays. The the call for the original musical is not as strong as it once was and this is when they're just taking stuff that's popular on stage, putting it on the on the big screen. Nice. So, but Guys and Dolls is an example of that. Hmm. And I really do recommend it to everybody listening. Yeah, I'll definitely mm-hmm. give it a give it a watch. Yeah. So the next one on our list is Oklahoma where the Okay, so <laughs> cut, cut it kind of quick <laughs> yeah 1955 oklahoma and this is also based on a stage musical and this is based off of a rogers and hammerstein mm. wow you guys you guys familiar with the names I, rogers and hammerstein I am. I, what who's mm. what i never heard those are big ones <laughs> those guys are big ones well and that's the thing too is that you know th- this is this is the kind of these are the kinds of names that we heard growing up mm-hmm. because because movies were based off of their musicals, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've all heard of the Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, I, I always watched the one starring Brandy. It was always in the Disney Channel. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Oklahoma, and I also read that I don't know if this is true, but I read that the Queen of England that this is her favorite. the The title song of this is her favorite song. Oh wow! If cool. That's true. That's amazing. Yeah, if that is true. That's super cool. What'd you guys think of it? That was cool. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of, of another one that we're going to get to soon, The Music Man, because ah. it's just like a little town kind of feel that the that Music Man has. Um, I don't know. It, it was cool. They just just got married. Yeah. They're going out and they're and talking they about what they're gonna yeah what they're gonna do in. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but at the same time, it it was kind of strange where, you know, this isn't the only time this happens, but 
when the 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 music or the the lyrics are kind of almost spoken to the music mm-hmm. and they don't really mm-hmm. they don't necessarily rhyme or anything like that they're just kind of thrown out some of it does rhyme and you know but it's kind of got that mixture in there and it's a really unique way of yeah. doing the the lyrics so it's pretty cool that way yeah yeah so this movie had Shirley Jones in it and I bring her up because I really like Shirley Jones and this was her film debut. She was in a lot of movies in this time, a lot of musicals. She plays Marion, the librarian, in The Music Man, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh-huh. So the next one on our list is from 1957, <coughs> Jailhouse Rock. So this is the time when musicals kind of started to capitalize on the popularity of pop singers. Uh-huh. Like Elvis Presley, hmm. for example. Who's that? Well, we'll we'll get there, I guess. (laughs) You watched the video. (laughs) Yeah, so through the the 50s and 60s, this is when there were lots of movies based off of, there were just like, I mean, a whole string of Elvis movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is something that did not, this is, this did not happen with everybody. And it's been parodied and referenced in lots of different things, especially Mm -hmm. one thing that comes to mind is the movie Coco. Where he's talking about the the famous star from you know and oh, this, yeah. how he has all those mo- right he was in all yep, those movies, movies and he's watching them on the little TV yes and, yep as very very reminiscent of what happened with Elvis in I this didn't time even period think about that but yeah good point yeah so uh, this is just one example and I thought I'd just add it to the list because of that so. yeah I mean it's a great song Jerry mm-hmm. Rock is fantastic yeah, yeah I feel like a lot of different ones kind of parody like you said mm-hmm. parody this and use um elements of it bands definitely do when they make vi- music videos for their own songs and yeah yeah so that's the last one we have for the 1950s so going into the 1960s we've got west side story from 1961 and this is another mo- another movie that we could probably do a whole episode on mm-hmm. this was a big freaking deal right yeah. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah i've i've seen this one as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we had to in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. So, Marcy, you want to tell <laughs> us about West Side Story? Yeah, so um, as most of you probably know, it's the modern day Romeo and Juliet. Um, and it has Natalie Wood, George Chakiris, and Richard Boehmer. Um, it was actually adapted from a Broadway musical. So, like Robin said, they're, again, being adapted from the musicals now into movies. And it won a lot of Academy Awards, actually. It won, Jeez. including Best Picture, Best Sound, and Best Music, like scoring of a musical picture. So overall, it won 10 Academy Awards. So, yeah. So it was it was big. It was recognized I think for it was how a success. good it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, Natalie Wood did not sing her own parts. Oh, okay. And this is something that happened in a lot of musicals you know with my mm-hmm. fair lady and you know with audrey hepburn she didn't sing her own parts this was starting to become a thing where actors were so popular that they just wanted the actor to be in the movie and would dub someone else's singing voice in mm. which is not something that happens today no. that, not that i know of not anyway. in musicals at least yeah not in musicals yeah. but in animation of course but mm-hmm. not in musicals yeah mm-hmm. wow so the next one up is the music man he's a what a music That's man a music man <laughs> guys are so cute okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway sorry he's a what he's a what he's a music man man. oh that's (laughs) whatever that's all right that's all right from the train in the beginning you guys get it you guys get it oh my gosh so this this was really cool and i love it because if you listen to the to to the soundtrack on spotify you can listen to the cast recording from the movie or the cast recording from broadway 
and you can't tell the difference. Oh my like, gosh. Like, you might be able to because of the chorus, mm-hmm. but not because of Robert Preston. He sounds exactly the same wow. in both of them. Wow. He's oh really good. Gosh. He was a very good, very, very good. <laughs> I'm just good. <laughs> I think I actually read that uh, they offered the part to um, a couple other well-known actors, and they all turned it down. And one of them was like, and if you don't cast Preston, then I'm not going to go see it. And so then they cast Preston. <laughs> this was a very popular Broadway musical, and Robert Preston starred in it on yeah. Broadway. And that's really that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That people were willing to go to bat for him. Yeah. Because, honestly, I don't care whoever plays whoever plays Professor Harold Hill from now on, <laughs> from here on out, but no one is going to be as good of a music man Mm-mm. as Robert Preston. Yeah. Absolutely. It, I agree. I mean, it, he's absolutely perfect <laughs> for the part. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the movie is based off the Broadway play by Meredith Wilson. Meredith is a man's name. It's not a woman. She did not. A woman did not write the play. I say mm-hmm. that because as a child, I certainly thought that Meredith w- Wilson was a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no. Anyway. Darn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ha gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the next one on our list is Bye Bye Birdie. Do you, do you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I guess so. Uh, so Bye Bye Birdie, we were talking about Elvis Presley early, earlier for Jailhouse Rock. And Bye Bye Birdie is basically showing that whole phenomenon about Elvis Presley leaving for war. Right. But, like, they switch it out and call the main character Birdie, or the, yeah. the yeah, singer is Birdie. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's actually really funny because that happened in 1957 when Jailhouse Rock came out. That is when he got drafted to be in the Army. And so that is what Bye Bye Birdie is about. It's about a small town in Ohio in the 1950s. Oh, yeah, where all the girls are obsessed with a singer named Conrad Birdie, mm-hmm. and he's going off to war, and they're going to do his his publicists. One of them played by Dick Van Dyke, and this is the first time he was ever in a movie. Oh, nice! He played the role on Broadway, and then was Got cast in the movie. To- yeah. Okay. So, so him and Janet Lee yeah. together in this movie. Janet Lee is also a very famous actor from this time period. If you're unfamiliar. Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you guys remember Janet who Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis is. Uh, okay, yes, yes, yes. All right. So we've got Janet Lee and Dick Van Dyke, and they're his publicists, and they are running a little scheme to have him kiss one of the girls in the local town at you know, to get kind of get a lot of publicity. Mm. So that's what Bye Bye Birdie is about. It's really good. What did you think of the telephone scene? Um, it was wacky. <laughs> That's the word I'd use to describe it. Everyone and every everyone everywhere is on a phone talking about the same thing, and it's just ridiculous. Like there was a moment where there were these two guys on in they were working out in the gym, lifting the same weight, but they were talking on two separate phones. It's like what. What are you doing? And then, like, using them as an exercise. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> tool. I can't. It's... And it was so it was so quick, just like the, the ch- like chatterbox 
the mm-hmm. song yeah mm-hmm. is what is what that is and you know that's what like a small town was like oh yeah, you know absolutely. everybody was like on yeah. the phone as soon as something happened the rumor like, would fly bam. everyone knew it right. in five seconds she even says on the in the clip she's like hang up so i can so i can spread the word yeah hang yep. up so i can tell everybody that's yeah. true like yeah yeah go ahead go ahead you go yeah. on i'm gonna <laughs> do my thing exactly so bye bye birdie a great movie you should go see mm-hmm. it they did remake it in the 90s with Jason Alexander. And as a kid, I didn't like that version as much. But either one is probably mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. yeah. But maybe there. the Dick Van Dyke yeah, Maybe the Dick Van Dyke version. Just, just try it first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Anne Margaret also. Yes. A young Anne Margaret. So the next one on our list from 1964 is A Hard Day's Night. I included this just to show again that it happened with Elvis and the Beatles. Where they made movies just about... You know, with Elvis, he was playing characters. In this movie about the Beatles, they are actually, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of almost like a documentary. It's like 36 hours in the life of the Beatles. Mm. Essentially what this movie is about. And I think the song I put on there is kind of a little bit of a sweet, slow song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, something a little different. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard Beatles music and that's basically what they use in the movie so yeah I don't feel like we have to really cover this very much I mean it's pretty much we all know who the Beatles are Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because after that we have one of the biggest ones Mm -hmm. one of the biggest names on this list the sound of music from 1965 yeah like I saw that on TV like that was on TV I mean it's probably on TV right now probably (laughs) probably the hills are alive (laughs) yeah They'll stay alive. Yeah. That's my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> the hills are alive. <laughs> so, adapted from the 1959 stage play, this is another Rodgers and Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this movie. My mom took me and my sister to see it when I was a little kid mm-hmm. at the Ohio Theater. Shout out to the Ohio Theater in the Summer Kappa series. Everybody should go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this movie is really big for Julie Andrews' career mm-hmm. it, because just one year earlier, she was Mary Poppins. So this is like... She, she's killing it. Yeah, <laughs> she is just... <laughs> yeah, she's knocking it out. She's doing a great job because she was a stage actress. And then one quick little thing about her, she was she was not chosen to play Eliza Doolittle in <laughs> My Fair Lady, which is a musical we didn't cover they chose Audrey Hepburn instead. And she played Eliza Doolittle on the stage. So instead of that, she got chosen to play Mary Poppins. And in her Oscar acceptance speech for Mary Poppins, she thanked them for not choosing her mm-hmm. to play Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> moving on to Hello, Dolly. Yeah. All right, so in Hello, Dolly, there, there, one fact about this little yeah, song. Yeah, it's featured prominently in Wally, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic Pixar movie. <laughs> If you haven't seen Wally, what do you do in? It started playing, and Adam was sitting next to me, and he went, "Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> the musical movie was directed by Gene Kelly. Oh, yeah. So you know, by 1969, he was directing and no longer, I guess, starring in these movies. Sorry. When the musical premiered on Broadway, it won ten Tonys, and it it held that record for 37 years. That's crazy. That's it's amazing. A really, really good musical. Hello, Dolly is really good. And it's about a widowed matchmaker. That's what it's about. It's a woman who just, she's a, she's a matchmaker. That's who Dolly is. <laughs> and nice. it starred Barbara Streisand, and it was a big, mm-hmm. big deal for her. So, yeah, she is Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of the 1960s. We have one decade to go. 
the 1970s. And we're going to start with Fiddler on the Roof, and Marsh is going to take this one. Oh, yeah. So this is something I watched as a kid. Uh, my, my family was big on watching this one. It starred Topov and Norma Crane, and it was nominated for eight Academy Awards and won three of them. So Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and Best Scoring. Um, this was, like, a really big deal at the time. Like, a lot of people loved it. It showed, like, a religious side, and just the way it was filmed was great. The The director of photography actually was told by the direct, the regular d- director that they wanted, like, an earthy feel. And so he saw these, like, women with their, like, brown nylon, um, <laughs> <laughs> pantyhose, and he was like, oh my god, can I have those? And then huh. he just took that and put it over the lens and so then it give yeah yeah whoa like, that's weird right weird but it worked it got him the the best you know cinematography and interesting. stuff so. interesting yeah yeah that's a, the earliest instagram filter yeah exactly right <laughs> it gave it the earthy feel um but it's so so this story was based on um, a like collection of stories basically tevier the dairyman and other tales by, I might pronounce this wrong, Sholem Alakaim. So people referred to him as basically the Jewish Mark Twain. So, yeah. That's a nice nice title to get. Right. I know, right? (laughs) Cool. Pretty awesome. What did you think of this? Have you ever seen this movie, Adam? I have not, but I have absolutely (laughs) heard the song before. (laughs) Um, About a zillion times. I'm yeah. sure you've heard Matchmaker. Yeah, Matchmaker is probably the only the probably. other one that's just as famous. Yeah. Matchmaker, Matchmaker. Okay, I'll stop um, there. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've definitely heard this song before, mm-hmm. and it's if if you don't know the song, just think of that pop song. Who's who is that? Oh, Gwen Stefani. Oh, maybe yes. Maybe, maybe it was Gwen Stefani. I think Stefani. it was Gwen Stefani. And now you know what the song is. Cause I'm pretty sure that was her, <laughs> and, and and you know lifted part of that. For that Man. song, so you you definitely hear that part of it, but I I've definitely heard the rest of the song, and I thought it was I thought hearing that version of it was really cool. Yeah, and seeing yeah. that guy um walk around the barn and mess yeah. with stuff. He has an amazing cool. voice. Yeah. I was always very impressed when I was younger with how like I love his dance too. <laughs> yeah, I love the dance. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of cool Classic. dancing in yeah. the movie. A lot of cool. But basically, he's just trying to marry off his five daughters. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> it's tough business then. <laughs> so the next thing we have on our list from the 1970s is Cabaret from 1972. And this is another staple musical. It stars Liza Minnelli. And you know what? There was something earlier that I forgot to mention. We were talking about Meet Me in St. Louis mm-hmm. starring Judy Garland. That movie was directed by... Liza Minnelli's father. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Stephen Minnelli. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was Vincent Minnelli. Vincent Minnelli. I'm close. So I'm close. I'm, 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 <laughs> it's only like three letters away. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. That's right. So, Meet Me in St. Louis was directed by Vincent Minnelli, who go. went on to have a child with Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli. Uh-huh. So, Liza Minnelli stars in cabaret 1972 the song that i would you guys think of the song life is a cabaret it was song's just called cabaret it was but. very nice wow what a voice she has mm-hmm. it it was like kind of upbeat like trying to pick up yeah. the spirits of people watching it, mm-hmm. it was that kind of show 
and um and then towards the end you could feel her kind of losing the enthusiasm for it yeah so it kind of i i imagine that's kind of sim the symbolic nature of the song is carried out through the rest of the movie Right. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it seemed like, yeah, she was definitely putting on a show for others to try to, like, be like, okay, times aren't so bad, right? Like, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, we can... We have the band. You like, have, like <laughs> great... I mean, she does such a great job, the acting in that scene. You can see it. You know, you see it in her face. Mm-hmm. And, and you hear it a little bit in her voice as she goes throughout the song and comes to the end, and you can hear it, how she's, she's like... <sighs> life is a cabaret you know like she's <laughs> trying really hard to right. kind of keep it together and and but it's so subtle and it's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i love it so much and you know it's yeah. another one of those things that makes have, me cry we have some kudos to her catch up on man oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this also won eight oscars so that's that's kind of a big deal it's this was a big this was too. a pretty prominent movie wow. um including best sound and best director so Nice. Right after that, in 1975, we have one that everybody knows, Yay. the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. And the song that I included on the list was the Time Warp. Yay. One of the, one of the most famous from, from the yeah. musical, I would For say. Sure. So do you guys, you guys are fans of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I, it's so <laughs> weird. As you mentioned, like the first, as soon as it was over, I said, that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yep. Um, and it was and is, but I still really like it. Yeah. It, it, it's really good. Um, all of the overacting just fits because, mm-hmm. I mean, all the characters are just o- over the top ridiculous and I love it. And I guess that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, from the costumes to the singing, to yeah. the, like everything, it just all adds up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Rocky Horror and it's so popular mm-hmm. you know it, yeah. it and at halloween time this is something that you know they do screenings of still mm-hmm. and people will go in and they'll throw things at the screen and people will act out scenes and you know you'll shout stuff and it's just like it's this whole it's this whole experience that you mm-hmm. that you go do and it's really <laughs> it's awesome it's really great and it stars susan sarandon and tim curry and barry botswick bostwick sorry <laughs> <laughs> It was based off of a stage play. So, so for Rocky Horror Picture Show, they the director Jim Sharman actually has said before that they were trying to go for a darker version of the 1939 Wizard of Oz. So, for instance, in the Time Warp, they you the backup singers' vocals they changed and sped up so that way they would sound more Munchkin like. Oh yeah, fun little fact. I, I thought about that too because it seemed like it's it's a weird kind of like high pitch mm-hmm. when it's everyone singing. It's like are they just singing at, at that octave or is it something else? And I guess it is. Yeah, yep. So they did that specifically. Speaking of the Wizard of Oz, the next movie on our <laughs> list is The Wiz from nineteen seventy eight. That led perfectly into it. I know. <laughs> you can that. hear how The Wizard of Oz was already already influencing movies at oh, this yeah. point. This is already, people are already drawing influences Kept from it. Kept it going. <laughs> the Wiz starred Diana Ross, Richard Pryor, and Michael Jackson. Star-studded. So you want to talk about a star-studded cast. <laughs> so what did you guys think of that song? Because neither of you have ever seen The Wiz. No. I have not, but that was really cool. Yeah. I was, I was like, when it started, I was like, what the heck is this? But then they started... <laughs> going and i realized started moving on down the road yeah <laughs> and i realized that michael jackson was supposed to be the scarecrow and i was like 
it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, sh- this is Wizard of Oz. Because um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look at the title of it when it came on. And I, now looking back at it, I'm like, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's Wizard of Oz, you dum-dum. But, but yeah, it's a fantastic song. I was just so impressed by how Diana Ross was uh, dancing in those heels. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Like, going down this road and just got, like, these super high <laughs> yeah. heels. Um, on top, you know, Michael Jackson being a great dancer, and then on top of that being the scarecrow, being this lanky, crazy, like, right. So he's going absolutely nuts, yeah. right? So she's able to keep up with him in heels. That's and a- not, like, smack into him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> scene. I really, yeah, it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good musical. Yeah, I'd like to see the yeah. rest of that one for sure. Yeah, that's a very, like a very well-known, respected musical. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I think they just did a live one recently, but I don't think it did very well. The live musicals yeah. don't normally do yeah, it was very on well. TV yeah, I was or something about mm-hmm. that a bit. Yeah, and some people were saying like what a big deal it was and how good it was because obviously the Wiz like it had a lot of cultural like. Significant. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It was an adaptation of The Wizard of Oz that had an all-black cast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, Richard Pryor as, as Oz was a really, really good choice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet absolutely. he was hilarious. I, I, I really want to watch it now. <laughs> um, I did read that this was the first time that the witches were actually given names, um, and they were given Eveline and Everneen. And and that and that was the first time, and the second or the most recent time that they were actually given names was when the novel Wicked came out. All right, so the <laughs> the last movie on our list, 1978, the first 50 years of movie musicals. This is the last one we're going to talk about. It was pretty groundbreaking. It was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Grease. Yes, yeah. another one that is on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This starred Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Yeah. We've all seen this movie. Yeah. A bunch of times. Of course. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, so many times. Yes. I remember I, my family took Marcy to see it at the Ohio Theater when we oh, were kids. Yeah, do you remember right. that? Oh, yeah. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah. I that was, that. I think that was the first time you'd seen at least the whole thing. Like, Possibly. unedited. Because we had to that's ask true. your mother for permission. Most times I had seen it on TV when they cut you know yeah. certain scenes or certain yeah. You know, yeah risque things yeah um so we but, asked for your, your mom for permission yeah, to yeah. take you to go see Greece. the other thing that's interesting is that my younger brother when he was in grade school they they did a Greece play like they they put it on for a musical and we were like really you're gonna put that on put Greece yeah. on Greece, Greece is actually school? it's much dirtier than people realize yeah. because the versions that we watched when we were kids even the one that I watched on a VHS tape yeah. as a kid was like edited mm-hmm. it was like toned down like I, if I think I, it was just this past year I was listening to Grease Lightning and I realized how dirty some of those lyrics actually are yeah. yep. actress mm-hmm. would be Olivia Newton-John and I remember watching just um documentaries about this movie oh yeah and how you know Lots she was crazy facts yeah. Oh, yeah and how how john travolta was just so happy that they chose him because he i remember him saying in the interview everyone wants to be olivia newton john's boyfriend everybody, <laughs> everybody wanted that job you know he's i i was i was so lucky to yeah. to be chosen for that yeah yep <laughs> and it was based off of the stage musical of the same name nice so, okay so another yeah yeah and it's also it takes place in the 1950s that's something that sometimes people might forget but greece does take place in the 50s even though it came out in the 70s yes mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And yeah, so Grease Lightning is the is the song that I put on the playlist that you guys listen to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. you guys probably didn't have to listen to it because mm-hmm. you've heard it a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I listen to it again anyway just because yeah. I like it. Um, it's one of those songs. It, it, actually, a lot of songs from this musical will pop up in playlists all over the place. For example, one list playlist that I listen to whenever I don't know what to put on, I'll put one on called Songs to Sing in the Car. Yeah. Mm. And Grease songs come on that playlist yeah. all the time. Yeah. I think I did read that they never actually say Grease in the in the movie, just mm-hmm. Greased Lightning. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the E.D. Uh, or something. Yeah, Grease is just... The, 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 the song Grease in the beginning uses it, okay. but none of the characters actually characters say actually it. Characters actually say it, yeah. I see. Yeah. Because in the beginning, I always loved the animated beginning when I was a kid. <laughs> Where he, oh, yeah. the guy wakes up and he's got the real spiky hair and he puts the grease on. He's like, yeah, <laughs> grease is up. the word. It's the oh, word. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That you heard. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice. Although I didn't hear the word in the movie. <laughs> did you know the bird is the word? Oh. <laughs> anyway, I think that takes us to the end. I think, we've lost, I think so. We've lost control. <laughs> But uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been a great episode. Thanks, Robin, for pulling us through it. Yeah. Because you know no the most problem. about musicals. And we Ro- mm. and Marcy and I definitely need to catch up on these. these <laughs> they, they, Especially the older ones. I yeah. really want to go back and watch The Wiz. Seeing, and, seeing like, one clip. Yeah, seeing one clip from these musicals makes me want to watch them all. I picked mm-hmm. the ones that I thought would make you the most intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Cabaret, definitely maybe. go check out the playlist. If you're unfamiliar with musicals like us, um, check out the playlist and hopefully it'll get you invested as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, thank you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Black Case Diary, on Instagram at Black Case Diaries Podcast. Um, check out our website, blackcasediaries.com. The blog post will be there with all the all of this info and more that's where you can find the playlist as well mm-hmm. sign up for the newsletter oh yeah. yeah we're gonna have all kinds of cool stuff coming through there thanks guys for listening thank you guys for being here pointing what i'm not gonna say you're welcome oh you're welcome be polite sorry god i'll say this case is oh yeah that's or right you can say it the case is closed <laughs> <laughs> click all right see ya Bye. Bye.